0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the podcast to save you from Christianity. My name is Peter Raj. I am the author of Christ Without the Nonsense, and God Without the Nonsense. My books are about the Bible's God of War. Pay attention, because in this episode, the God of War speaks for himself. It was Richard Dawkins who found the Bible's other god. And now that he is found, what are we to make of this sky god and spaceman? Dawkins, the atheist, dismissed him as easily as he dismisses the mighty Thor. As a boy, I used to enjoy comic books about the god of thunder. The god from Norse mythology was alive only in my imagination. I enjoyed the Bible's own God of War because of the acute embarrassment he was causing theologians. Not a single Christian could account for him. Meanwhile, no one accused the Oxford University professor of illiteracy. No one dared to say he was thick or that he had imagined something that was not there. It seems that atheists and Christians agree on one thing, and that is, the God of war is not existential, meaning he is not existing and never existed. I am an existential being, so let me explain reality to you. The Bible has two very different concepts of God. The Bible itself does not try to resolve the discrepancy. It is like you are given a choice. If you want God to be as big as the solar system, then you have got it. If you want God to be a socially awkward alien from the other side of the sky, then you have got it. Between 2006 and 2010, Militant atheists allied themselves with the god of war. The god of war is the most powerful weapon the world has against the formidable faith family. The faith family is made up of theologians who are loyal to theology and crave theocracy. Their allegiance is to the faith family no matter what, and they are not interested in listening to reason. They believe in numbers. If enough of them believe something, then it is as good as true. For them truth is a social phenomenon. Dawkins was hitting his head against a brick wall. The only thing to do was to throw a giant spanner in the works. In 2010 Stephen Hawking entered the fray. He vouched for Dawkins. He said philosophy is dead, and with that science disengaged. All that was left was the spaceman no one believed in. There was only one thing Christians could do about the attack on their religion. They ignored it. They ignored Dawkins and Hawking, in the same way they ignore the Bible's God of War. They ignore evolution, biology, Big Bang and existentialism. Nothing is allowed to get in the way of their theology and delusion. It's time for one of those song breaks. This one's called The Dance. I was losing sight, losing my fight,
1: don't know my mind. When, where, or why Emptied of mind My beautiful mind So big inside I was running dry Hitching a ride Anywhere tonight Hitching a Yeah I right Learning to be Right and all right My bride
0: 2010, religion and science decided to ignore each other. It was polarisation, and it was Dawkins' made nil effect. The ex-Christian called on a Bible expert to emphasise the wickedness of the Christian God. In 2016, Dawkins asked Dan Barker to write the sequel to The God Delusion, Barker, the ex-evangelist and ex-missionary, became the first New Testament scholar to give the God of War serious consideration. He had to for purposes of research. He was in full agreement with Dawkins. The title of his book came from the most famous aspect of Dawkins' book. The title being, God, the most unpleasant character in all fiction. Dawkins, in 2006, became an expert on the Old Testament, but he gave up on the New Testament and the Gospels. He said there were not a reliable record of what actually happened in history. Bach was already an expert on the Gospels, long before Dawkins shied away from the challenge. The ex-preacher understood the Gospels from both sides of the argument. His moral outrage, not unlike Dawkins, came from the fact that he had been overwhelmed by lies and turned into a liar. They called it faith. They assumed faith. They said it was okay to be esoteric. Ex-Christians like Dawkins and Barker know they were intellectually and morally overwhelmed when consumed by the Church. They know theology is true only if Jesus Christ is as big as the solar system, and he isn't. They want to understand things in a logical way, and a Jesus, who is as big as the universe, does not pass the test of logic. It took Barker, the Bible expert, 57 years to find the God of War, and it was only possible because of Dawkins' intervention. It was not till another 10 years when the ex-theologian made a discovery of his own. Barker managed to find the God of War, in the Gospels. As silly as it sounds, the claim from Barker is that Jesus of Nazareth claimed to be the God of War. As far as atheists are concerned, Christ was a silly man for making such a silly claim. It is enough to make you doubt anyone so silly could ever have lived. Christ said things like, I and my father are one. Equally mysterious is the statement, the father is in me and I am in the father. There was something he was trying to say with statements like, whoever has seen me has seen the father. It is fair to say that Barker knows more than most about Christianity. I am saying his comments are pretty much qualified. The God of War changes everything, and it changes the meaning of God Almighty. When you introduce the God of War to the Gospels, you introduce a new theme. Themes alternate between what Christians believe and what the God of War is about. The theme for Christians is how Christ died for our sins. The other theme is the God of War trying to convince everyone he is the God of War. Time for a song break. This one is about me. It's called Peter Roger's Back.
2: And music in me inevitably makes me sing about liberation. the soundtrack to your life. Now there's fame and there's run of fame. The world starts with you. Remember
0: Dan Barker is a militant atheist. By associating Christ with the nasty God of war, he was suggesting Christ is just as much mythical and fictional as the God of war. But from the point of view of an ex-Christian, he ended up giving the God of war traction. If you believe Christ probably existed... Then the God of War probably existed. In 2016, Dan Barker fired the equivalent of a hypersonic missile against the Faith family. The God of War and Christ is one and the same. Only the God of War can utterly destroy theology. And it turns out the God of War did. He seized his opportunity 2,000 years ago. He spoke out, but he too was ignored. We know the Roman Empire existed, and we know they went around crucifying people all the time. But it was for sedition and not for remission of sins. To make Christ a historical person We need to know what he said and did that amounted to sedition. Militant atheists have no idea because they rely on Christians for the story of Christ. There is no sedition till you put the God of War into the equation. Everything changes when you restore the God of War to the Bible. I did that in my books, Christ Without the Nonsense, and God without the nonsense. The God of war was not afraid of the faith family. He marched into Jerusalem one Passover. He orchestrated an entry into the city which caused a bit of a stir. The next day he announced his arrival with a riot, of the back of which he was back to campaigning, and the theologians were back to ignoring him for his silly idea of a god of war. Love him or loathe him, Christ was an anomaly of the Jewish religion. He was desperate for people to know he was the god of war because he had a message to deliver. The message meant nothing if they had no idea who sent it. Not for the first time, the god of war managed to underwhelm theologians, and again he failed in his endeavour. He gave it his best shot, and it ended with some saying he was a prophet. Some said he was the Messiah, and others said he was the Son of God. No one was making the connection that he was God Almighty. He was not getting past the status of an anomaly of the Jewish religion. Then Tuesday afternoon of that most auspicious of Passover's, The God of War incognito said something shocking to make it clear he was God Almighty. The God of War said to a captive audience, What think ye of Messiah? Whose son is he? They say unto him, The son of David. He said unto them, How then does David, in spirit, call him Lord, saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, till I make thine enemies thy footstool. If David then call him Lord, how is he his son? It was God's way of telling the faith family to stop calling him Messiah. It was an insult he could no longer bear. The Galileans understood and they walked no more with him. They were only there because John the Baptist told them he was the Messiah. Theologians from the beginning said he was not the Messiah of prophecy. He was a Galilean and Elijah was a no-show. His admission that he was not the son of David put an end to the matter. Theologians lost all patience with him and ejected him from the temple. At long last, theologians heard what they always wanted to hear. The God of War said goodbye. He said, Behold, your house is left to you desolate. They were happy to see the back of him and his God of War. This episode closes with the song Divided We Fall.
1: I'm so unjustified And I don't want to dance now I hope you're satisfied Making us a thing of the past I don't want to I okay. Just in five And I don't wanna die Gave you my innocence It's on and it's happening